Okay, guys, you're going to love this conversation I had with Christian. She shares her experience in such a way with laughter and just is not afraid to get down and into the sticky, hard topics. Like she does an incredible job and holds so much space for her clients now. But her story is really interesting. You know, it started in 2020 when she had her spiritual awakening after two life altering breakups. And then she left her 10 year career as an ICU nurse and then became an empty nester on top of that who set out to find herself and lead a more intentional purpose-led life. Her path then led her to become a love manifestation coach for masculine folks with a holistic mind-body-spirit approach. She also tells us about her 10-day silent meditation retreat she did. I mean, that's just incredible in itself to be able to do that and be silent for 10 days. I'm not sure if I'd be able to do it. But I was so fortunate to have a session with her. She leads incredible breathwork EFT tapping that's wrapped up in her um, coaching program. And her breathwork session is just, I mean, if you think that you know how to breathe, like you don't know how to breathe until you do a, a breathwork session, especially with Christian. So I can't wait for you to listen to all these goodies that she includes uh, about her experience and what she has learned along the way. Um, so let's just dive into it. have Christian here on the podcast. I'm so excited to have this chat. We have chatted already for probably at least 20 minutes, just <laughs> laughing probably half of the time. So, so excited to see where this conversation goes. Oh um, I had the pleasure of meeting Christian in Panama. Um, so many soul sisters there and so many I'd like to have on the podcast. But um, yeah, that's where we connected. And we, I immediately connected to you like we were sisters. Like you with oh, Jamie, like we were just yes. chit-chatting and just like frolicking around and <laughs> them all together just like I've known you for forever. Yeah, we would just, <laughs> you know, and sometimes I come off kind of like, blunt that's my Sagittarian uh-huh. side <laughs> and you yeah. guys like resonated and laughed right away so like, hard I, yeah get me. <laughs> I was like immediately you said something I was like I definitely fuck with her energy <laughs> Hell yeah! I could see how like that could be triggering for other people or like kind mm-hmm. of butt heads but I was like yeah. oh hell yeah she's my girl <laughs> yes, yes. it's just like you don't know where people are coming from and what their energy is about and like what they mean by everything they say yeah. like their intention mm-hmm. and yeah like that's how I feel about curse words I was like I don't mean it in a bad way it's just how I express myself <laughs> yeah 100% yeah. Yeah, we're but, definitely on that time wavelength <laughs> yeah definitely but yes thank you for having me I'm so mm-hmm. grateful to be here I'm so excited for whatever unfolds with this <laughs> yes I know we'll see where, see where it goes so we'll start yes. with our first like fun questions can lead us anywhere um yes. what are you currently doing as your morning routine I, I when I read this, I laughed because I was like, what morning routine? (laughs) Okay, cool. So you're one of those. Yeah, yeah. But I do want to say that I do have like an everyday ritual. I don't do things consistently any time of the day. So my favorite thing to do as of lately is um, charging my water. Mm. And it's basically speaking love and gratitude in your water mm-hmm. because if you, have you ever watched the the secret of water I have not but I definitely know I need to watch that because I've, I've watched things about grounding and things like that but water 
for, to my knowledge, I mean, it holds so much memory and mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's alive. So like when you talk to it and freeze it, I know the different kind of like experiments that were done, like with positivity, it's like crystal clear and like negative thoughts. It's like all like jagged and stuff like that. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, no, it's basically what that movie ends up talking about is the different vibrations and intentions behind words or vibrations, like emotional intent. Like, you don't even have to speak to the water. You can give it that intention, like with the Mm. unspoken word, like give it that energy, kind of like Reiki, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they showed the science experiment. And it's really funny because I actually saw the science experiment on TikTok. So if... Anybody thinks they can't get messages through social media, you can debunk oh, that no. because I've been getting 100%. messages all over the place. But yeah. um, this Japanese scientist um, took two, three jars of rice uh, filled with water, and the first one he spoke positivity to, the middle one mm-hmm. negativity, and the last one was neglect. He, he just mm. didn't do anything with it. And the positivity jar fermented and had a nice aroma the middle one turned black it didn't develop very well this is like over a period of a month but the worst one was neglect so that's literally the worst thing you can do so um relating that to the human we're 70 percent water so -hmm. you think and then when i like this is where my brain goes like well, our bodies store trauma, and everything mm-hmm. we haven't worked through, we keep it in our bodies. All that negative emotions, maybe positive, or worse, you might have experienced neglect as a child. So, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> I love how that went to. What is your uh, morning routine? No, too? I love this. This is where it's <laughs> like literally where all of our chat chats would go like in Panama yeah. too. It'd be like here to here to here to here. That's how my brain goes also. But like that yeah. is, that's so when you do that with your water, it's just like a moment before you drink your water. Do you have like a certain amount of time? Do you also do this with your food? Cause I know people will like talk to and bless their food. Yeah, so, I, I do that yeah. with food, but I do it more so with water because with the, water. it also, the movie went into this more in detail, like how water comes to our homes and like it's well how is it filtered usually it's like like back in history it's like filtered through streams and it gets that positive energy i suppose Mm -hmm. and um when you drink from bottled water and and like non-natural things they have that you know when you said when they like they freeze the water they turn jagged and stuff like that that's what you're drinking in bottled water those negative vibrations so they they call it you're essentially drinking dead water and and you know it's wild because once i started doing this my water taste started tasting very different it was like this is really wild but i love it but it's like i'm drinking my positive intentions my love I give it love and gratitude and I'm drinking that I'm giving that to my body to yourself too yeah there was another special to uh shoot they talked they did a whole episode on oh with uh this is gonna be really funny on um on Netflix it was uh with Zac Efron I think Uh on Netflix when he was with this other like guy that they talked about grounding and the first Mm -hmm. thing that he would do when he got off the plane was like take his shoes off and touch the ground and like anchor into that frequency. And then he did a whole episode too on water on how 
all water is not equal and that was the first time I ever this is kind of even before I started to really like awaken I was just like mm, what mm-hmm. like water is not all created equal like you just don't really realize <laughs> well, what's things grounding? you know what's yeah oh my gosh I know <laughs> and I was like what so, like I love putting my feet on the grass but I didn't know why and so yeah when you start learning about those things you're like whoa like how much shit can be in our water that's like not even um that's actually doing us more harm than good with our pineal gland and stuff like that so that's such a good intention to just like I I love that I know um some people like even speak and charge um, their water with light language. I haven't actually started to do that yet, so you're giving me some motivation to actually kind of do some experiments with myself. So that's, yeah. I had something pop up in my mind when you said that. I have a friend that imbues her art with Reiki, so Uh, I was like, wow, those Reiki energies coming out of paintings, that's wild. Mm -hmm. There's There's just no end to... There's no creative when it comes to this realm. So and like intertwining your own healing frequency within things, which is really cool. Awesome. Okay, so you charge your water. Anything else that you do within your day as a ritual rather than or do you are you more of a night person? Or is it just kind of throughout the day? No, I'm like (laughs) I'm like the early (laughs) sleeper like old lady. (laughs) Like I'm like I'm like I'm falling asleep by eight o'clock, but rituals well, so what I do is I actually, what are the most, like, like four non-negotiables? So something spiritual, something, mm-hmm. um, like, active, like going outside or working out or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for me in the day. Um, journaling and self-care. And so mm-hmm. that gives me room to make it look like whatever I want it to look like during the yeah. day. Oh, journaling's one of them. So that's basically what I do. <laughs> That is consistent. I just don't know when it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. I really like that, though, because routines and I've kind of, that's the way that I feel like my days flow more nowadays. And we had talked about this just before we hopped on was that I used to be so like rigid and structured and planned and things like that. And over the last like two years or so, it's just kind of fallen away. And that's even with routines. Like I used to be so obsessed with getting like the perfect routine to like set me up for success. And then I would stress out that like if I didn't have enough time to do it, if I woke up late and then I was just doing the opposite of what it should have been doing. So allowing it to just kind of free flow. And it's also like it sounds like you just really let your intuition guide you with your like, all right, it's time. I want to journal now. And you just do that. So that sounds really cool. I like those non-negotiables. Oh, definitely. I think that's like um, one of those lessons for Capricorns too, like leaning away from structure. Like I, I told you I was a Capricorn moon, but I actually have a stelium in Capricorn. What does that mean? So steliums are when you have three or more planets in a certain sign. And I have a stelium oh. in Capricorn, which is four four placements. And I have a stelium in Sagittarius. I have three planets in, in the, or placements oh. in Sagittarius. So, like, half the time I feel bipolar anyways. Because oh sometimes gosh. I'm just like, let me be serious and work, work, yeah. work, get things done, um, be structured, keep things organized. The other side of me is like, I want to be the philosophical philosophical clown that wants to travel the world and just do whatever I want to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's like finding a way to integrate both because that's both of you. So it's like, how can yeah. I bring both of that in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll have to see if I have that at three planets. So it's three planets in one sign. I feel like at three or more, three, three or, or more. more. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to take so a look any at that, astrologers out trip. there, 
who are like interested in doing my natal chart reading. I would love that. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, just had, I just had a session with Kelsey. And that was really beautiful. And she even sent a PDF afterwards of like what the chart looks like and where everything was. It was, Mm -hmm. that was really cool. And I also, because I'm going on my, you know, my journey overseas. So she also looked at my, uh, I'm going to botch it, the cartography. Astrocartography. Astrocartography. Yeah. So that was really interesting to see like where those lines were. And she even like picked up on, like she's like, oh, maybe we won't go there, and and I was like, what are you, what are you seeing? And so <laughs> she's like, like, <laughs> I was like, what are you seeing right now? And she was like, in the, it was like really because like you'll have lines. The lines mean different things. Again, I'm not an astrologer. This is just from my memory. But okay. like um, the some lines, she would say like, ooh, this would be super beneficial for community and creativity and play, and it would be like super great place to do to go. And then other lines, not that, not necessarily. And she does such a good job at saying like, not things. These aren't things aren't good or bad. It's just going to be more challenging, or you'll learn some intense lessons there, or just won't be as easy. And so it was like, it was like four like intense straight lines all up like the mid, uh, like basically the Midwest. And so like I lived in a couple of those states growing up, especially I had a rough year and like when I lived in uh, North of Houston. And Mm -hmm. so she's like, I would just kind of avoid like middle of America, maybe stay on like the coast. And I was like, that makes so much sense from my history. But yeah, it's, and that's, what's so fun about like all these different things. You can learn so much about yourself, but, um, yeah, I'll have to look to see if I have that though, three or more in the planets. I love that you mentioned that was Kelsey's approach because since I'm like a newborn into my spiritual awakening, it only happened in 2020. I've, Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to bring the old energy, the old paradigm of, like, this is how things are done. Mm-hmm. And instead, like, in being in a victim mindset, I'm very much about, like, self-sovereignty and self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. So I'm very discerning on who I follow. But I love that she frames astrology that way. Because you see, yeah. like, old readings in astrology. It's, like, very... I have to, like, it becomes a limiting belief, believe yeah. it or not. Like, oh, I'm a Virgo, I'm this way, or this is just, what yes. have you. Or Scorpio, or those oh, those poor signs that get all of the, like, Cancers, the bad raps, the Leos. Yes, like, right. like I, I have my own Sagittarius, we're too blunt and honest. Like, they're, like, words, like, cut like knives or whatever, which uh-huh. is partly true, but... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm, I, it's very much going into the new paradigm with, like, intention and making sure you are connecting to your own power in everything Mm -hmm. that you do. Like, oh my god, I had, like, this, one of those aha moments. I was reading the Magdalene manuscript, and Mm. I was reading the portion that was written by the author that was the husband in the, um, who wrote the book, and he Mm -hmm. has a background in psychology, and he said, you can be spiritually enlightened you could be like a yogi you can like reach the highest like peaks in spirituality but you can Mm -hmm. still be psychologically wounded you can still be Mm -hmm. a narcissist you can still be controlling and I was like I felt that so hard because I love shadow work like when I dove into manifestation like a part of like we always find manifestation during the spiritual path but before I found manifestation um actually there's more to that but 
I was actually more interested in the shadow work. I didn't want to keep repeating the patterns that I've been my whole entire life. I was like, how am mm-hmm. I at play with everything that I've been doing in my life, everything that had went wrong like Mm -hmm. how did I have a hand in everything so yeah that's a huge piece I think that's one of the biggest things that you start to realize is like I remember when I had that aha moment I stepped back and I was like holy shit like you do like you're creating and not you're not even consciously aware of it which is even worse but it's like things that we pull in from things that we didn't officially learn in other lifetimes or that like are just within other lessons that are intertwined and then also that's like I feel like the biggest lesson of it, of it all is to really take that own ownership within ourselves. I love how you said that because it's like how am I playing a part in this? Like what do this doesn't keep coming up because people are assholes. It, it keeps going up maybe because I this part of me isn't uh, is still being triggered because I haven't healed that part or I haven't fully, you know, uh, brought that into myself and like accepted that part of myself. And I think that is a really tough pill to swallow for people when they first start to, cause they want to see, you know, all the easy fun hacks to do things. Yeah. And then yeah, it's definitely. really getting into those beliefs where you're like, well, why don't you think that you're worthy for money? Or why don't you think you're worthy for love? You know? And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, I am still working through a lot of those, but, and, and you always are, but yeah, I think that's an excellent thing that you brought up. I love that you said that, um, because you don't have the awareness, you might be contributing to your own power patterns. I do want to say that that's not always true from my lived experience. Mm -hmm. Like I do say you cannot heal, which you're Mm -hmm. unaware of, but Mm -hmm. I have like before my awakening had made choices to approach things differently just innately yeah um because uh, I was very much like I am very much about the vibration of integrity previous to this and I remember one day I was just like you know what I want to treat people the way I think they Mm. um the way I expect them to act Instead of already, like, arriving to this notion that, oh, they look like an asshole, I'm going to be, like, defensive already. Like, I already Mm -hmm. treat everybody with kindness and love and all that. And just, I've never had a very, I don't think I've ever had a bad instance ever since I decided to do this. It was, like, way early in my 20s. Yeah. I think that, and that's where, like, even our own intuition for things like this come through, where it's, like... You don't even know what that was called or what even what you were doing or that it's even that intent was there. You just intuitively were like, I'm going to see things this way. And then that reflective universe gives that back to you. So it's like Mm -hmm. you don't have to really know exactly Mm -hmm. what the term is or what it is. It's like you innately, a lot of us are super intuitive and that's how you came through to like know those things even before. And then it's like. Then when you understand it, it's like almost like a weird, oh, oh, that's why, you know, like that's, that's really cool. It's very cool. All right. Well, that's a good, uh, extension to my next question. What, (laughs) um, what is, um, your, either your biggest or your most recent expansion moment that you'd like to share with us, um, that kind of helps you grow. Okay. 
That was such a hard question because I, I literally, they're all my favorite. <laughs> but <laughs> let me do the, the most recent, and that would be okay. my Vipassana retreat. It's a silent meditation retreat where you are sitting in silence for 10 days disconnected from the world. And I was truly like intrigued and excited and delighted to be disconnected from this 3d space like 100 percent and um before that retreat i pulled the card for compassion and i thought oh this is confusing and odd because i feel like i have a lot of compassion not trying to be egotistic but i am very open to everybody's points of view where they come from their opinions because everybody has a different lived experience everybody's unique they have a unique perspective so i just want to I like to understand, I like, before I um, think something of somebody, I want to understand where they're coming from first, basically. So (laughs) um, I had to divulge some mental health history when I was there, like in the questionnaire when we started, and they asked for like any like big life events, anything from family, um, like mental health history, and... I didn't divulge that when I did the online application because this is very, like, this um, label, quote-unquote, is not very present Mm -hmm. for me. So I didn't think anything of it. So I didn't, like, divulge that information. But because it was, the question was laid out in that format, I was like, okay, well, all right. Well, in 2018 and 2020, I had two profound breakups, which at the, towards the end, I had suicidal ideation. And then the Mm -hmm. second one... I had a plan and because I said that I was made to see the teacher every single day and that was the only way you could talk during that silent retreat and it became very apparent that she didn't believe in anything like woo-woo like guides mm-hmm. like past life visions um like speaking to like disembodied voices you know things like that and anything like astrology whatever and every time I would see her every day it felt like because I didn't have an experience where like oh my god I'm like withdrawing from social media um I can't take it anymore I want to go I want to leave like before you start the retreat they give you an opportunity to back out like you can't leave once you decide to do this like they Mm -hmm. really try to encourage you to stay and really give you an opportunity to leave if you think you can't do this and a lot of people by day three or maybe even day two to five they want to leave so um I didn't have that experience. I very much <laughs> loved my experience the whole time. I, I connected with my grandfather and um, oh. had some really alien experiences there. <laughs> but, um, Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Um, why I... So when she came with that energy, I was just like, I've always left feeling very weird. But I thought it made me, I let her gaslight me. I actually was like, am I doing this practice wrong? I'm doing the meditative practice wrong because it's, it always comes back to the practice, like focus on the sensations of the body. Um, Whatever comes up, it could be pain. It could be beautiful tingling sensations to have non-attachment with them. And when you are able to observe the sensations from a me- in that meditative state, um, you find your inner peace because you can look at it from an ad- objective 
um, neutral state. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and this, the retreat's really good for, like, people that might be going through, like, addiction and things of that nature. So I felt like I was doing it wrong. (laughs) And by day 10, I was like, yeah, um, they were like, Christian, you had a really mild course here. And I was like, yeah, I I think it really helped that I was, like, chatting, connecting with my grandfather the whole time. And she was like, so... um, they were, like, trying to understand what they meant by, like, was it an actual voice? And I was like, it's more like a knowing. And basically she ended up saying whether that's true or not. And I was like, mm. oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And I oh, just, like, wow. But at the end of that, like, i going through, because I'm very introspective, like, mm. leaning on the, um, like, the emotions that are coming through, anything that feels like, like, you're questioning it, like, very, those egoic thoughts Mm -hmm. I leaned back on the practice because that's what I was there for and I decided to I chose to send her love and compassion because that's basically what it was what you're there for Mm -hmm. um it was interesting because like when when we were able to talk again like at day 10 at 10 a.m we could talk again when I was connecting with all the other ladies I was not the only one that felt that way about her like she interesting yeah one of my pals she's like been a psychic intuitive for a very long time but she's never had like past life visions and she had a very violent one that she did decide to share with her Mm -hmm. and she's like she's like she's like uh what what's going on with me like is this a past life? Like what, what, what did I see? And she was like, no, you're hallucinating. And I was like, what a thing to say to somebody that this is a real held belief for them. You know, Mm -hmm. like just because it's not your true lived experience doesn't mean it's not untrue for other people. So yeah, I learned, I learned to have, if I was going to learn to have compassion for anybody, it would be somebody who didn't believe anything that I believed in and wasn't open to it. So, yeah. plus she's like, she, I think she was like more of my um, parents' generation, like 60s, mm-hmm. like into the 70s. So, like, I was like, I totally get that mindset. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, so, there's so many layers within that that shed yeah. so much light. Like, the first one that comes to mind is just, everything that you did within that of just having compassion for her. And this is what really we're, I mean, is a huge lesson for us all when we're met with people that have different beliefs or opinions about X, Y, and Z politics, alien, whatever, like religion, like that's where we meet so much turmoil within our life is, is not allowing space for that person to have like carry that as their truth and like, kind of like, no, this is how it is. So that's so interesting. Like that was such a predominant, like lesson wrapped up in there that you can share with that because it was like such a clear, like representation of that. And just this one situation where you could have reacted a certain way and you sending love and compassion is just huge. Like that's, there's, I mean, even with her and herself questioning and not understanding that and then projecting, you know, well, maybe it's this is within her own, you know, situation. But, um, 
That's so interesting that like, that's what you learned there. And I mean, another thing I want to note too, like you never know, like the lessons that are going to unravel. Like it's, it's funny. Like you would think that it would be something else that you would just get so much support from her. Not like she would be your lesson, you know? And so that's, that's just, that's like, whoa. And the second, it seems like with your, another thing that came up for me is like when you were doing it you're like, am I doing this wrong? But it's like, you are so ready to be there and so open to just be with yourself. So that wasn't really your lesson. Cause like, it's like, I know that, I mean, I mean, I personally know you, but like, you know how to be with yourself and you're, this is almost like a, um, like a fun thing for you to do and mm-hmm. not like just a fun thing, but like it, it felt like that wasn't the challenge, but the, your challenge was like wrapped up in this, <laughs> in this lady. So that's, that's so bizarre. Um, it was, and yeah, it was wild. Can I tell you that I, so I really believe that everything happens on purpose. Nothing happens by mistake. Every single moment of your life is there for a reason, like to, um, the moment you stub your toe, your toe, or you get in a car accident, that happened for a reason. Like the tiniest yes. things, the most subtle things. So she was there for a reason because normally yeah. teachers that speak in places like that are the men. Mm. Like she usually it was her husband. Her actually her husband was the one teaching the men's side, and she she ended up being the teacher. And usually when they do. Um, the meetings with the teacher every day it's usually the men that do it regardless so I was like she, she was placed here for a purpose like uh, yeah. like everybody's like how did she accident. get here yes. yes yeah so I was like wow that's that's really crazy but another thing I wanted to say about that um, gaslighting moment when I was questioning myself is when I connected with my neighbor afterwards and she said, when I shared all these feelings with her, she was like, no, no way. You were like the most dedicated and devoted person there. And I was like, how do you know? We couldn't even talk to each other. She's like, she's like, girl, like I would walk out at 430 and be like still wiping my eyes. And I open the door and I see your shoes are gone. <laughs> I was always at the meditation hall trying to like meditate every single moment of like that yeah. I had because I knew this space was for myself. So I did it for myself. Yeah. And can you walk us through like what that looked like? Are the meditations like silent was, um, when you say silent meditation or silent retreat, you're not talking to anybody. Like, give us just kind of like the the structure of things. If people are like, "What is? What did she do?" Just to give us. So more. it was, they give it. They teach the practice in phases. So in the beginning, you're learning to even pay attention to sensation. So they focus mm-hmm. on this like little triangle, like, um, like on the top of the nose, like the bridge of the nose to the upper lip, that triangle area. And you're just Mm -hmm. feeling the breath and you spend Mm -hmm. the first three days just focusing on that area, um, feeling the breath. And then it turns into any gross sensations. Um, we meditated 10 hours a day. So I did a total of 120 hours by the way. And I think if anybody can do it, um, like if I could do it, anybody could, there was an 18 year old at the retreat, by the way, and she was clocking 13 hours of screen time before she even got there. That's how she ended up there because, <laughs> because of that, she was oh like going gosh. down a windy road. But yeah, if you don't think you can do it, 
stop letting your ego get through to you mm-hmm. but right. there are spaces in between like it wasn't like the full like straight 10 hours you did get breaks to like rest um you couldn't bring reading material you couldn't journal no technology mm-hmm. I had to turn in my phone and my valuables you can't you turn in your laptop if you brought one um your keys and all I could do, it was really funny because my grandfather was like, okay, go brush your teeth, go uh, go for a walk, let's go sweep the floor, go eat now, drink this tea. Like, it was really sweet because it was like the fatherly guidance I never had as a kid. Oh, so I, I, yeah. it, it warmed my heart. Um, so it did that until like day... I want to say day five or six. I forget. Like, I didn't yeah. have a calendar either. So I'm you guessing. You just didn't know what was up. Yeah. Yeah. The mm. only places there were clocks were in your quarters or in the food hall. So mm. <laughs> you're wondering, like, what time of the day is it? So um, by day, I want to say like day five or six, you're switching over to Um, there's three hours out of the day where you choose a position. They're broken up into one hours each and you pick a position to meditate in and you don't move at all for the hour. That's the best as you hour. Okay. Yeah. And that's where a lot of pain comes up for people. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when you haven't meditated, it took me the whole five, first five days to even figure out what position (laughs) like I could be comfortable in. And... Mm -hmm that part was that was a struggle that part but I was very gung-ho about it oh and meals so you can only you only have two full meals it's all vegetarian food the afternoon you had the option of eating but it's only fruit and tea but I opted Mm -hmm. out of the evening meal they say a lot of people end up eating less because you're meditating like for such extensive period of time your your um caloric use isn't um the caloric needs aren't what you like for to match your how much you're eating is what I'm trying to say so uh yeah isn't that interesting but they're like don't they're like don't fast this is not a place for fasting you'll go crazy (laughs) because like in that oh yeah no definitely because you're already just doing something so hard mentally but Mm -hmm. I have started you know to they say too like when you bring more like light into your body and the more connected you are into like the ethereal too is like you don't crave as much of that food because you're getting energy from other, you know, from the energy. So it's mm-hmm. interesting that like when you're separating yourself from our 3D space and everything that's around us and you're connected more in your meditation that you need that you require less food. So it's kind of correlates mm-hmm. there. Um, but what a wild ride. Um, it was good. It was that's great. incredible. Like you definitely <laughs> inspired me. I love doing those kinds of things. I love meditation retreats. I've only been on, you know, to one so far, but I like in meditation in general is one of the things that I have incorporated into my practice a lot later. Like I was, I tried other things. I always kind of ignored it and, you know, on and off would do it for like 10 minutes or something. Yeah. And then it wasn't, you know, what I mean? you'd sit down and you're like, oh, whatever. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was within this like past year solidly, like have developed like a meditation practice. And I think that's what has totally changed so much of just how I show up in general. And you just like, don't think you're like, it does not make sense. You're like, how can not doing anything like sitting, you know, change your life. But it's like, it's, I think it's one of the 
the most important things people to even start doing is just like having space for yourself and connecting and disconnecting. So props to you. I think that's incredible (laughs) that you did that. Can you share, I'm so interested. Can you share like your alien experience? What had happened or what did you feel or how did that show up? (laughs) Do you feel like sharing that? I had tons of uh, alien signs before going there, and the mm-hmm. retreat space is actually, like, just north of Joshua Tree. It's basically Joshua Tree. Like, I could see the okay. trees there. So and mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody knows that's a portal space where lots mm-hmm. of alien activities, potentials can happen. Yeah. But um, I think by day six or seven, I had this wild pressure in my head, and that was, like, my my grandfather was like okay scale back you're gonna really rest though like if you don't feel like you need to go to the hall and meditate all the time you can just stay here in the quarters Mm -hmm. if you need to and I it it wasn't painful but it felt like somebody stuck their hand their invisible hand in my head and was pulling my nose out trying Mm -hmm. out pull it out if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. I'm making a um, a motion where my like the inside of my nostrils was being pulled out of my head, I guess, and uh, and then I got this message that was like DNA upgrades and activations, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'll take it. Let me just lay cool. here, and then yeah, I just thought I like my mind's eye saw a couple little aliens, and I was like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's so fun. Um, yeah. yeah um, I think that's incredible. I love. I love hearing because like everybody's experience with that and that's where we can get so like caught up even with what I liked what you said even with connecting to your grandfather it's like is it a voice is it and so many things that we get messages and signs so subtly and just like feelings or just like that kind of like oh I just like I'm thinking of my grandma right now and it's like that's literally could be your grandma coming through so it's like yeah I like that you mentioned that and um especially when you noted like through technology like they are always sending me shit through technology. So yes, if like you're getting 100%. ads for things, if you're seeing someone pop up, like those are all really fun signs to kind of follow and like listen to. So I'm glad. Um, I want to yeah. go back to the gaslighting thing that you yes. just reminded me of and mm-hmm. what I learned about like, why didn't like, so I question everything. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I have an experience <laughs> like other people do? And then I realized, I was like, I looked at my wrist. Remember my tattoo? Yes. From, from Panama. That's yeah. my my peace tattoo. That was my symbol mm-hmm. for peace. And I was like, well, I guess I wouldn't have that experience because I found my peace last year. Mm-hmm. And it only solidified that I do have peace. Like, I didn't even know what peace felt like until last year when I decided to leave my job. So it that practice only just solidified me in the fact that I do have inner peace and I am able to step back and see the world for what it is and that it's freaking crazy. It doesn't make sense. And I can just do what I need to do to keep my peace. (laughs) Yeah. And also I think that speaks to that. And we, we chatted a tiny bit before this we recorded was that like, that could have triggered you so hard, her not believing your experience. Oh, yeah. But if that, and that's what we can really notice inside ourselves with if someone's talking about something, you don't quite understand it, or if their point of view really like makes you upset or triggers you, that's like a piece of you that you still maybe need some love towards, or maybe you oh. need to integrate that and bring it closer. Maybe, um, you know, there's something there to heal. So it's like for you to kind of sit 
within that and be able to still send love and compassion is like speaks to where you're at in that realm of like, no, this is actually not a trigger spot for me, but actually a shedding light to what has, you know, had been healed within you, which is, I think really, it's really good to acknowledge those parts of ourselves too, that like what, what the work that we have done, because so much we can get into our loop too, of like healing and doing all the things and thinking, continuing on this cycle of wanting to like improve, but like get better, like all these like raise our frequency vibration. And sometimes we even kind of lose sight at just like taking a minute and just like patting ourselves on the back of like, you did a really solid job. Like, you know, so I think that you just, with your experience and your, your interaction with her, it's just like solid, like hire self. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You did a great job. You know, yeah, I did that, but I do also Mm -hmm. want to say I do from this space, I, you know, the mirror question when you reflect on yourself, like, oh, this is happening. How am I not being that? I look at it from other people's perspective. And I was like, like this woman Mm -hmm. doesn't feel warm or show love or compassion, even though she's a teacher at the retreat. Mm -hmm. Like, I flip it around and I was like, how is she not showing love and compassion? and warmness Mm. to herself and I was like okay I feel for her yeah then that lets you have compassion even more for her because you're like oh that's Mm -hmm. beautiful very cool all right so I think since we talked about aliens let's um what would be the most like alien thing that you would consider about yourself or other people think that you know it's just kind of weird you know, but that you love. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, all the questions I just laugh at because I was like, oh my God, how am I going to answer this? Because I've been weird my whole life and I don't Mm -hmm. know what is like normal. And like, I never, I spent a lot of time alone when I was a kid. So I never held to any societal norms. I never hung around with the same demographic demographic of people. I'm Filipino, if anybody can't tell by my voice. But um, (laughs) I didn't even grow up with my culture. So I don't even know that I I identify with the culture except for maybe American, I suppose. But I I don't even like vibe with that because I'm not into consumerism or anything like, um, like, try like the the go getter mentality and stuff like that. I kind of was that I tried it. (laughs) I tried it when you're like, when you're a Capricorn and you're like, I need to be stable in my finances when I retire. But like, I would hit a wall. I don't know how those Filipino aunties, aunties, they work like 60 days in a row as nurses. And I'm just like, I I couldn't do it. Yeah, 100%. I didn't know how they did it when I worked with with those. I'm like, what? You've seen it, right? I was like, I see. Yes. That was like a, yeah, a huge part of like, um, I guess my, um, as a baby nurse, like, yeah, they were my mentors. They were, they were like my moms of work. They were like, you know, oh, yeah. um, yeah, <laughs> just, and I would just be like, oh my God, aren't you tired? But yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, okay. So what would you say then is your, um, your thing? My weird thing. Okay. I am unafraid to talk about any dark topics, um, any taboo topics. Like I'm very open about talking about sex and all the things or traumas. Um, 
I have always been, for some reason, I don't know what my energy, it's my own energy, so I don't know what it feels like to other people, but I've had strangers randomly come up to me and share, like, their deepest, darkest experiences out of nowhere, and I just, I was like, that really sucks, I'm sorry, like, like, just have a conversation with them, like, Mm -hmm. I can hold that space for people, and it doesn't make me feel terrible, like, I know, some sometimes I feel like when I share my life experiences, like oh, that's that's another thing that I don't realize about myself because it's been like so, quote unquote normal for me is I got one of my first readings. Um, actually, I think it was a reading from Laura. Um, she mm-hmm. first one of the first lines was, uh, or it could have been another reader, but anyways, she um, they said I've been through a lot in my life, and I looked and I was like, have I been through a lot in my life? And then when I yeah. when I tally everything, I was like, oh yeah, I've been through sh- shit. I've seen a lot of shit in my life. Like I can say, like um, I've seen my first dead body when I was fifteen. Like wow. it was at it was at a hospital setting though. I was a volunteer, mm-hmm. and my mom, she was a nurse. I was volunteering on her unit, and she asked me to do post mortem care with her. And my fifteen year old brain was like, this is how it all ends. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I've been, um, I've, like, my best friend's first husband, he died in, like, a very crazy accident, and we were there, like, I can remember it, like, viscerally, the whole experience, Mm -hmm. like, sensations-wise. And, like, when I share these, like, experiences, I'm like... I see the reaction in other people's faces, and I'm like, "Oh, TMI Christian!" <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, even, maybe this is a normal conversation. <laughs> not, not a normal conversation. Maybe I should be talking to like war vets or something. <laughs> Actually, I had a past life as um, a medic. I was like some kind of war medic, and I met people in that space where they, I was trying to like be with them and they may have transitioned or not during mm. like their worst moments and I was like wow that makes so much sense from Resonates, my previous yeah. ICU career <laughs> yeah you I know. yeah exactly and that's like and I think how what you had said and I was going to say it even before you mentioned the term like space holder you do hold space so well for people and it's like and if if people can feel kind of uncomfortable with that too if they don't know like if you're thinking in that in that mind of like oh my god how should I act or what should I say or I don't know how to process that or you know people can kind of like get uncomfortable with that and for you to be like not take it in as your own but just to allow space there and just like let it kind of linger with the person of like whatever their experience is that's like an incredible skill and I think that's even the whole and I think that bleeds into you holding space for your clients and like through breath work. I mean, the session that I had with you, the space that you held with me was incredible. So it's like, even if you're not even saying anything. And when I was in that container, I was like, felt so incredibly safe to have any type of experience and was allowed to release a lot of things out of that session. Just, I mean, even and people can hear like your voice, your voice is just very soothing in a way, even if you're talking about really, dark things or triggered things or trauma, all these things, it's, I feel in my experience with you, it just feels very like safe to have that conversation in a way. Like you just have a way of doing it where it's, you're not just like 
you know, I don't know how to describe it. It just, you do a really good job of it. And, um, I appreciate you for that because it's, thank you. Yeah. And I think that's why people feel comfortable telling you things. And it's like, you're allowing people to just really let some of their baggage off. And that is huge for people when they can feel like they can kind of take and unpack things. Um, cause we, we all harbor so many things within ourselves and for you to have space for people to let that go is just, you know, is, is such an incredible service for people. Yeah. I love the coaching container, not even so much breath work. I love the energy work. Um, I, it was so interesting when you, a lot came up when you were saying all those words. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say that what isn't serving us is holding the energy of shame, guilt, or fear. And if Mm. you can't, if you're in a space of judgment, you are aiding in that person's shame, guilt, or fear. And I want people to be able to be themselves. And I really believe everybody is their own unique human being. And those, Mm -hmm. those thoughts of shame, guilt, or fear, they only like hurt other people, like hurt people, hurt people. And that's, that's where my business is. I'm just want to help people heal from like all their shames and those thoughts. Like, like why do we even have to be ashamed for being ourselves? And even the thoughts that are quote unquote negative. Um, if you can think your thoughts, I'm going to be like a quote monster machine, but if you can think your thoughts, you are not your thoughts. So if you have a thought that's negative, just like wave it away. That's not you. You don't have to choose the thought, you know? That was like one of those big lessons for me. I was like, oh, I'm feeling suicidal right now. I remember, oh my God, I remember that moment. And that last one, this is going into my spiritual awakening story. If you want to go that direction. Yes, bridge. Yes, because I wanted to ask. Okay, so this is what you started 2020, you said, right? Is when you started to kind of, okay, so yeah, Yeah. take us us where the beginning, where you want to start from that. The beginning. So yeah. I do want to say it didn't start with that in 2020 because I had mm-hmm. to have the the relationship preceding that to even mm-hmm. feel the way I did um, in 2020. And I had this crazy, like, controlling, not narcissistic relationship. The um, My partner then was very, like... Not saying not not saying that all Hispanic people are like this, but he was very machismo, very patriarchal in his culture, and mm-hmm. like he was very much in the space of changing me, and I was trying to work with him, but being myself, and I, and it was like the first time I was actually open to having a real relationship. Like I was probably like thirty three at the time. I was like, I'm getting older. I want a kid. Like, maybe again, <laughs> if it happens, it happens. And, like, I've never really, like, found, like, love, love. And mm-hmm. I've been very much a, in a avoidant pattern type of um, avoidant tendency. What is that? The avoidant tendency? Yes. Is that what it's called? It's like, and what, oh, what is uh, avoidant attachment like? is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I've been very much, I'm very culturally Asian, was never modeled um, healthy expression of emotions, let alone mm-hmm. me having a stelium in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, in. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I even took this into Akashic reading, but he tried to change me the whole entire year. And one day I just freaking exploded. I had a moment where I 
had that suicidal ideation and I was like I can't have this feeling so I broke up with him walked away like Mm -hmm. to the point and he's a talker too he was one of those guys that were like come inside I don't want to talk about this outside I want to tell you like I don't know what he wanted to berate me for another hour I was like I looked at him and I just walked away I couldn't do it (laughs) it's like I'm gonna lose my mind and then 2020 was the relationship that was the kicker because he was like everything on the list Mm. like very normal very respectful opened the door for me all of the things he had a great career he was a nurse as well we worked (laughs) we worked in the same unit as me but (laughs) and um you guys didn't pick up on she was an icu nurse so yeah right Uh (laughs) and he wouldn't and I said I love you very early on which was probably Mm. like not a very good but you know you feel what you feel and because I had never had such a normal like relationship I like fell in love with that I suppose Mm -hmm. but he could never say I love you back in fact Mm -hmm. I never met any of his friends or his family the whole entire year and eventually he I told him I was like I don't think I could do this anymore and he broke up with me over the phone we were in different states taking travel assignments Mm -hmm. and I went into this swirl of like I was just like a puddle of heaviness on my bed I wanted to like melt away I and then like images of like how it would happen came through Mm. and it was so vivid I was like I'm pretty sure I did this like in an alternate timeline like that's crazy so after probably like a few days I snapped out I was like this isn't you this isn't you and after that I was like very into my Sagittarius I was like fuck the world fuck love I'm like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna do whatever I want I don't care if I find love ever again I want to find out what this girl's about it's the same Uh time that my son um left for college too so I'm like empty Mm -hmm. nesting at the same time so I had that space to actually engage into like what are my interests so it first went into I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Groves and he's um he calls himself a human special human connection specialist Hmm. and he's unafraid to have all the hard conversations about Mm -hmm. why people act this way or that way the conditioning and all that and from him I found that's when my spiritual world opened up because like I that time I took a um, travel contract in Tahoe this is how much I was trying to love myself I took a travel contract in Reno and I would snowboard on my off days that whole winter and just Amazing. listen to Mark Groves in my ear. And <laughs> I don't and know him. I'll have to I'll have to look him up. He's, he changed my freaking life and I didn't I probably uh, only purchased one program with him, but his words yeah. like hold a vibration. Like yeah. he's like it's amazing. But anywho I, I like idolize that man. One day I'm gonna Yeah, idolize. yeah, yeah. Anyways <laughs> Um and I know Sahara Rose was on his pod one time or he was mm-hmm. a guest on hers. But I remember walking into a Barnes and Noble, <laughs> living my millennial younger child self. I was like, "Bugs, the real bugs." A bookstore and was... linger there. I know it's oh, such home. I... Any coffee shop, any bookstore. I'm just like, right. Yes. I was oh, like, yeah. can I read all the manga? I want to read all the manga. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like um, anime, like comics. Yes. If you don't know what manga means, but. Um, I saw Sahara Rose's book on one of the aisles in the spirituality section, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
dharma what is dharma and that's when mm. it all started yeah. <laughs> uh, i love this because everybody has their own entry point and it's mm-hmm. like wh- wherever you find yourself like for me it was like the personal development kind of like changing your life situation and then that just got me into a slew of different books to then you know just like and then everything's kind of like a trickle for yourself so like you know you followed and then but you like followed the signs of what you're curious about that you're like what is that you know like okay so you read the book you um I didn't even have to listen the book, you didn't oh you didn't you just well, got I, what you needed from it that's okay yeah no it's very man gen like manifesting uh-huh. generator and human yeah. design you don't finish books we move so fast yeah. <laughs> so oh my there's God. only very few books I'll like I have to smash it cover to cover in like two days mm-hmm. also I'll never finish it but that oh just God. shows how interested I am in the topic but I never finished the book but I found her podcast and I found everything else like mm. I found Elizabeth April, I found yes, Ashley, I found her. I found yeah. everybody there. So Yes. <sighs> yeah. Wow. So following the breadcrumbs. Is. Yes. And yeah. then like my journey started with human design since I decided to leave. <laughs> I held a retirement party for myself at that last contract. <laughs> Mind you, nobody <laughs> knows me except that I'm a traveling nurse that has been. Right. There for and a few for years. people don't yeah, so people don't know traveling, you're just there for like maybe three months yes. for your assignment. You're just at a brand new place, brand new hospital, don't know anybody, you're in and yeah. out. And uh, so you retired after one of the contracts. Made, I, I make friends everywhere I go, too. So they were yeah. just like, okay, whatever. And the last yeah. day I bought pizza and cookies for everybody. I'm retiring everybody. There was So what it was that made me leave my job is that I didn't have that this is why dar- like the word dharma probably hit me is because yeah. I didn't have that passion for the work anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the challenge and that was my drive before. I entered nursing, I'm being very honest, I entered nursing out of survival. I was 17 year old with a baby. So mm-hmm. I very wasn't like it was misaligned when it comes to being purpose-led work, being into purpose-led work. Yeah. So <laughs> I had a night which was awful and I was floated to med surge and I had like, they gave me an admission on top of seven patients in the middle of the night. And, (laughs) and you know, I see the most you might manage is three with three is a lot. Right. So I, um, sat down for the one hour that everybody was quiet and like sleeping and wrote out my exit plan, how I'm going to get out of nursing. And, and then that's when I decided this is my last contract. I'm leaving bedside forever. And I've held true. I would lean on the fact that I can go back, like, monetarily. Like, if it... If, As an like, option, if you need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If money... If it yeah. gets hard with money, I can go back. But I still have held on to that promise. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us about the exit plan. Then, like, you know, let, what did you write? What did you write out? What are you doing? And, and how did oh that God, go for I you? I don't even remember what I wrote down on there, but oh, okay. it well. essentially was um, find a pick job because that was like mm-hmm. the only thing in nursing that like I loved doing that was so easy. It was so natural for me. And picks are like IV yeah. access for patients. Yes. And I ended up going to um, my best friend's house for the whole summer and I painted and decorated her whole house in exchange for me just hanging out with her. And oh, that was another thing. She's been like woo woo out since the womb. She identifies as Wiccan. And Mm -hmm. like, 
so many things hit me there. Like, (laughs) she, we were having this conversation and we were, oh my God, there was just so much happened on this journey. This, so my now partner, so (laughs) acts out all the things about not wanting to find love again. Like my partner found me in this process. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, it goes to show too. I love you sharing this part. Like, um, but it goes to show like, we can think one thing like, oh, this is like, this is how my life is going to go. And it Mm -hmm. just, you just don't know what's going to happen. And just the more that you kind of really lean into that and, and like, let just whatever comes your way find you, like it will find you. Like the more that like we get out of that control and like you created so much space for yourself. Like you created so much space by getting rid of the job that is not aligned with you and that you're unhappy with to giving yourself space to figure it out. And then being there with her, I think just, it shows like when you, when we're able to do that, it just lets other things come in that wouldn't have a chance to come in. Like if you don't have space for that, then there's nowhere to put it. So it's like, you wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even the part of like, um, letting go of the job. It was the fact that I said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to focus on me. Mm -hmm. And what does loving me look like? That's what it ended up turning into. I didn't know that's what I was doing. Yeah. And he actually, we connected while I was still in Reno, like before I even left the job. And I was very candid with him, like, because I was at the no fucks point. I was like, this is where I'm at. I'm going on the spiritual journey. Take it or leave it. He just wanted the opportunity to, like, get to know me better because he actually had a big crush on me for, like, the past two years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is adorable because I I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) And then, but we were back to my... uh, story with my best friend um she was talking about she had made a comment about my partner and he's like it's because I don't remember what was said but she's like it's because he doesn't believe in magic and you know when things hit you like in a certain way when she said that I was like deadpan I was like whoa I was like I want to believe in magic I've been like waiting to like go to Hogwarts my whole life so 100% 100%. (laughs) I feel like, and I feel like that comes through so strong. Like, you know, um, like I was always loved sci-fi movies and like the fairy movies and, you know, um, that's like all of the the magical things and wanting to go into magical school. And I think that speaks so strongly to those of us like remembering like, wait a minute, but like life is magical. Like this is, Mm -hmm. it is like that. Like there, all of those things are, I mean, like pretty much all of those things are true depending on what, you know, whatever. But um, that can go to a whole nother podcast. But um, yeah. yeah, it's like literally when you feel that pull or that you enjoy watching those things, that's like, it's basically oh, yeah. your soul trying it's to be clue. like, hey, yeah, it's a clue. It's a clue. So yeah. Take, your, take yourself had... to magic school, like buy the book, do the, you know, I it's like. a ton of clues, like my whole life. My mm-hmm. mom, she was into like um, uh, feng shui. She's mm-hmm. there. My parents are deeply Catholic, so it's really weird that she's into Chinese astrology. But she yeah. also introduced me. She was my first introduction to the law of attraction before I even knew what manifestation was. Wow. And when I read that book, I was like, "Oh, I do the car thing. I get the car. I like. I get parking spots all the time." I was like, "Oh, that's weird. Yeah, what is yeah. this?" 
Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think too is like when you when you are here and I think that's uh, we're not really necessarily always here to like learn things because a lot of the times we've already learned the things in a lot of past lives and, and mm-hmm. lessons. It's like almost coming back to just learn it in a different way or remember it of like, oh yeah, it's like boop, okay, that's it. So it's like when things when you do things that are so natural and this even speaks to like our gifts that come through or what we're really here to do in alignment is can be so easy for us and it's like you don't even think that that's why you're you're here I love that you said that you know and you're like well no shit like I love doing this why aren't I doing it and I'm even on my path for that so how did okay so from doing your picks um so you're doing that you're living with your friend you met your now current partner right Mm -hmm. and um so how did this now translate to you give amazing breathwork sessions and now you facilitate like tell us about how that oh kind of all my gosh unraveled. it's so much like do we have like another two or three hours <laughs> <laughs> well, oh yeah we're try... already at the hour right now <laughs> well, let me try to give you a, yeah okay a maybe like the, the spark notes yeah of just so that the first... I feel like yeah so like I I really wanted I knew I really wanted to go into something in spirituality in fact my mom like I was telling her that I was into all this spiritual stuff and she was like oh I always thought that you meant, should do in something spiritual. And I was like, what the heck? Like, out of nowhere. Those are, like, clues yeah. that I would get. Like, yeah. somewhere in the past ten years, she would get that idea. But I was, mm-hmm. at that moment, I was in the beginning of my um, entrepreneurial journey and figuring out what I actually wanted to do. Was mm-hmm. uh, Human design was my first stop. Even though my, like, first love was astrology, but I really resonated. And when you were talking about when you do things naturally, uh, when I got my first reading, they were like, Christian, you're already naturally living your chart. I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> That's cool. Like, when's when? You're like, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for validating the way I'm supposed to be, like, as yeah, a human in this design. lifetime. Cool. So, mm. but then... I realized I didn't want to tell people who they were and there was just so much information and like me being a man I'm like I only I like glaze over the parts that like really resonate with me and then I move on so then I was like well I had in my mind I was like okay I got the spiritual aspect down I got the mind aspect mindset like you know how everybody's like mindset or a lot of people can be and that's Mm -hmm. the easy part for me but it was like what what's going on with this container here though and I was like I really felt deeply that the body was missing in making aligned actions moving forward and that's where I found embodiment coaching oh I found I get everything from Sahara like so I found my (laughs) teacher in coaching through Sahara's podcast and I learned um, embodiment coaching through her and to address the feelings in the body. And that was why I had to meet Mark Gross, because he very much preaches that emotions are meant to be felt. And I was like, oh, what does that even mean? I've never decided to choose to, like, we always run away from it. I'm like, oh, I'm angry. I'm a bad person. Yeah, that, that's what I was always modeled. So that was a part of my journey. And oh my god, they all intertwine, like even human design teaches you to um, address your emotions for your own alignment. So um, I'm already forgetting what the question was, like, how did this all tie into what I do now? Is that what- <laughs> yeah, like the bridge of like, <laughs> I love that. You're like, 
I do this all the time. You're like, wait, where was I, I going with this? Like, how did yeah. I my, <laughs> I we tell stories the same? This is why I knew this conversation was going to be long because like, yeah. And, and <laughs> everybody that knows me too is just like, oh, you're going to ask her to tell you a story. Okay. Do you have an hour for this? Cause she's going to tell yeah. you all the details and like what all happened yes. and what she yes. saw, what she felt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically like how you got into the work that you're doing now. So you went from, astrology to human design resonated with that too quick for it. So you're like, okay, now you're went to feeling the feelings in the body being super important. So where did that, what teacher did you, how did you learn how to do that? Embodiment work or Natalie McNeil, McNeil, if anybody's interested in her coaching program is called coaching evolved. And Mm -hmm. she does coaching from a embodiment and empowerment perspective, which I'm totally about self sovereignty. And, um, so she taught breath work and tapping how to tap with clients. So I know breath work for coaching and, um, and tapping. And I, I find I didn't get an opportunity to do tapping with you, but tapping is so powerful because all of those emotions that you did not address before trauma yeah. stored in the body you get to you yeah. can tap that away just i tapped that was one yes. of my first modalities that i really resonated yeah. with and yeah especially paired with like mantras or things and and yeah 100 percent tapping is i i love that modality for sure it's a game changer yeah. it's like connecting I, the body is so and it, it's like and i experienced that too because like i can mentally or methodically be like yeah I'll journal process it through da, da, da. but it's like if you're not like taking like I can mentally check did that feel it but if I'm not moving my body somehow or really like figuring out how to like see where or f- like okay where is this in my body like when I started connecting those two within myself I mean that's like a game changer especially for releasing things that you don't even know that's stored in the body like you had said at the beginning of the podcast like yeah 100 percent. okay so you did her coaching program and then went to breath work and so in your sessions do you do tapping and breath work so in breath work i do i have separate sessions dedicated just to the breath work practice and depending on how um where your level is at in your experience, I might like ease you in with the first one and then we'll go deep if you want to, but I'm very client led. I'm very mm-hmm. much, you tell me what you need and I will be, meet you where you at. I never, I'm not an advice giver. I roll with the punches. I do a dance with you. I am just here yes. to be a mirror to expand your awareness and make aligned decisions. Basically I am a, um, a manifestation coach, but it's aligned manifestation because if you just manifest the willy nilly out there, you're like getting like, be careful what you wish for scenarios. And we don't want that stuff. We want to get, what does your path look like for you? I believe that everybody has their own way of doing things. And a lot, sometimes my clients will ask me like, what do you think I should do? I was like, I don't know. What do you think you should do? (laughs) Like, I'm not you. (laughs) Yeah. And Oh, I'm so glad that you said that too, because I have, I have worked with, uh, different coaches that had different, um, perspectives on that. And even how I facilitate my coaching is the same way where it's like, I've experienced being led by like, this is, even if you go into like, okay, this is what you're here meant to do. 
And on like a reading standpoint, instead of being guided towards it, okay, yeah, you might have all these skills, you might have, you know, these gifts or, you know, this kind of soul mission or whatever, but that can translate so differently depending on what you're excited about. Like that can translate so in so many different ways, however you want it to look. So it's like leading you back to like your own guidance system and your own intuition and your own like you can steer your own ship, I think is beautiful because I think that's, that's really what we're here to do is like when you are a mentor and a guide, it's like reminding who you're working with is, is also is their guide. You know, it's like leading you back to like yourself in a, in a sense. So I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's a, I love that perspective that you do that for your clients because it's, it's true. Like we so much want to look outside of like, well, what should I do? And it's kind of almost, again, taking that um, responsibility, your sovereignty, giving it away yeah, of like, yeah. okay, but you tell me, you know, show me what to do. And it's like taking that back to be like, oh no, like I get to, I get to decide is a, is a, yeah. I'm giving That's people like, their power back. I absolutely love yes. it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. So you work with clients um, like a mentorship and you do one-on-one sessions, correct me if I'm wrong? I do a coaching package, so mm-hmm. it'll be like a six-month program. I do have currently, I'm, I am offering like um, solo sessions if you want to try out EFT, if you want to try out mm-hmm. breath work, if you just want to see what coaching looks like, then we can jam that way. Um, but the whole package is, it, it's really like bi-weekly sessions where I do your, um, be your coach, be your mirror, expand your awareness, come to aligned decisions so that when I see you in two weeks and I do like follow up with you in between, where mm-hmm. are you in that? Is anything coming up for you? Oh, maybe we can take that into the next session, what have you. Um, and then I do the energy work in there in between, but also there's other things coming up too. Like I have, yay signs for Reiki coming through and um, quantum hypnosis and stuff like that. I'm going to have another package that's like crazy, like spiritual modalities. But for now, I love coaching. (laughs) EFT is is laced in my um, coaching sessions. If I see the need in the moment, I mean, like, I always ask my clients permission. I was like, this feels like an EFT moment. But sometimes people are not emotionally, energetically ready to go that deep with me. And, like, I let them, I make sure, like, I set, like, I allow them to set boundaries with me. If you're not mentally ready, emotionally capable in this moment to handle a session like that, you can revisit later. Again, just working with the person where they're at instead of being mm-hmm. like, all right, we're doing this now. And it's like, yes. oh, my God, it can feel no. like a lot. Some people, Wonderful. I feel like they go ham. They're like <laughs> balls to the wall when they, like, we yeah. got to do X, Y, Z. Like, this is how you do all of it. And it's worked with me yeah. for a million, like, a million times over. Oh, and, like, yeah. and some people don't like to be told what to do. I'm one yeah. of those people. <laughs> and also, I think it just gives space for your intuition to, like, guide yourself, guide others, and really go into this new kind of perspective of like, okay, maybe this is how things have been done. Maybe this is, and that even goes with, for our own life. Like just because this has been working for X amount of years, doesn't mean it's going to continue to work that way. You can, Mm -hmm. you can shift and change and just kind of start to listen to that. And it's like, 
I think that becomes stronger and people have more of a need for that when their intuition starts to like turn on more and they're like, oh yeah, wait, no, like I don't want to just do the same thing every day because that's what I've done over the past 10 years or that's what got this person there. Like it's just kind of like, that's really the whole point is just getting back to your own center. And, um, and that's what all of these modalities give to you and they're just all intertwined even though there's so many different perspectives of it and that's why, you know. I just love, I just love all the shit. I just love all but, this. <laughs> I know right. we can talk forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, thank you. I have enjoyed this conversation so much. You've given so much, I think for people to just really connect with and resonate with and, um, share where people connect with you. What's your Instagram? What, what are your, um, platforms that you want anybody to connect with you, your website? And I'll link that in the show notes too, but just so they can know. I'm actually, right now, my website's under construction, but I currently am Mm -hmm. on Instagram only. So, uh, millennial that's only been on, like, social media for the last two years. So, I'm trying to figure everything out, you guys, so I'm accessible. (laughs) My (laughs) handle is um, CJ Panachos. Panachos is my last name. So, just think P-I Nachos. Just spell that (laughs) way. Don't forget the S, because nobody eats one nacho. So... (laughs) And then, um, what am I up to right now? Mm-hmm. And um, right now I'm doing coaching, and I am feeling the draw back to human design, so I might entertain being a reader again. Ooh, this is the okay. manifestation path, you guys, like, going through your dharma. You go backwards and forwards. And yeah, it's, and you it's guys, confusing. I know, and, and I'll share, too, in my own experience, I have gone through, it's, like, so many deaths and rebirths, and, and even how that looks for me is, like, I'll change my Instagram handle, or I'll change my photo, or change, like, okay, well, no, I'm interested in this, so I, because my interest is, is in this, then I'm going to give these kind of sessions and it's it's like you continually grow and evolve and hence my podcast name you expand and it's like you mm-hmm. you don't have to stay where you're at and the container or the modalities that you're at like you're meant to just keep on reaching to the next so um yeah I think that's wonderful and um, definitely link that um I definitely thought like just nachos is just like in your handle when I first read it I was like that's probably your last name but I was like it does definitely look like nachos that is my last name yeah I'm never I changing don't... it if I get it I'm never changing it <laughs> it's way too cool it's way too cool <laughs> but I also um started recently a Facebook group for masculine identifying folks in spirituality mm-hmm. just I feel like the container just does not exist for people who identify with their masculine energy so for men so yeah. I started that recently. So that's going to be a fun venture. Okay. Do you want, and I can link that too. If you want, uh, if you want to give me that link, I'll put that in the show notes too yeah, for sure. people to join. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So definitely check her out. Give her a follow. Let us know what you think about this conversation, what you learned. And this was just incredible to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you and for having me. Yes, you're so 
I hope you felt the magic from this episode. And if you did, I would love if you were to share it with any friends or family you think it would resonate with. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at erica.eternalexpansion. So please send me a message if you enjoyed this and you would like more episodes like this. I'm sending you lots and love and light your way. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.